How do you do, fellow wolf pups? It's your fellow teen wolf, Wolf the Dog Pup. I like to skateboards, roller them blades, and vape that juice. When I spit them hot, stinky, thick, gunky clouds, shoot dang, I get so many likes and so many subscribes. And I am streaming at you live from 694.2 PTBP, the only radio station that is also where I am currently living. I am the influencer. My influence shall know no bounds. I shall eat Mark Zuckerberg's eyes so that he may see the dark void for all eternity. Smash that like button. This episode's Howlin' with Wolf is from Zach, but not the one you know. From occupied Piscataway and Anacostan land known as Washington, D.C., who tweeted about the show and tagged that pretending pod. A very productive use of 15 seconds. He writes, I have a little love song for a very special something in my life. My baby takes the morning train. As shelter from the rising sun, she will return to me again to find me waiting for her. My baby's eyes can see through time. She sings to me what must be done. The life I had's no longer mine. The world is waiting for her. <laughs> wow, Zach, what a wonderful ditty you done and gone and composed over there. The only songs I write cannot be interpreted by human ears. I think yours can, though, so th that's probably good. Anyway, if you want to write up something for your influencer Wolf to Howl, tag at Pretending Pod on Instagram or Twitter. These fuckers at pretending to be people repost amazing fan art, share behind the scenes moments, and dish out hot visual content with every new episode over on that there social media. Life is full of grays, complex situations, so fuck Mark Zuckerberg and smash that follow button. Fuck Jack Conte and support us on Patreon. Fuck me and picture whatever it is you think I look like the next time you're about to bust a whole nut. Then you'll inevitably want to have a little snooze, but keep it up. It's time for the news. Last time, Clark ran away from the sight of the shimmering silver sea and into Dr. Marie Jacobs and Salem the cat in Doug Jacobs' body. He kept fleeing, but the next door brought him through the same threshold he had just crossed. He bumped into John, who had just opened up the same hatch, and the two stumbled forward to greet the witch doctor and her cat man familiar. Down the ladder, Keith lied to the boat's hosts, Don D. Pettimore and Jack Russell. He told them he knew where the door Jack searched for was located. From this sea-level view, Keith saw a rope bridge on the adjacent wall to the ladder he had just used that led to a second stilted bunker above this shiny sterling surf. Back in the room that wasn't filled with junk and a helpless Leo piston, Clark and John yucked Dr. Marie Jacobs' yum for a while, and then John found solace in his quantumly colorful orifice ooze. I think the image of old John squirting goo out his face holes would make for some sick album art. Speaking of, take a moment, 
check out Bandcamp or Spotify or MySpace. For those of you who are too young to remember, MySpace is my temperature contrasting basement studio where I find the hottest new tracks with the coolest album art. An example might be Dragon in 3 with What Kind of World Are You Living In? Thomas, Joe, any last words? Last words. Um, yeah, uh, sorry we ended on such a banger for you last time that you really want to. Okay, headphones off. <laughs> you want to? You just want to like shut us down? Us? You just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, this was just an exercise to like. Oh, thanks for doing that, but that's worthless to me now. Now's a new moment. Yeah, that was a week ago. Is it all disposable to you? Is that what this is? Yeah. Right. Disposable. Like a camera. Or thumbs on a human. Yeah, disposable thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes me a human. That's what sets us apart. Yeah, our disposable thumbs. Uh, Zach, (laughs) if we say anything else, it's basically going to be half this episode in conversation with Marie Jacobs. So why don't you just go on over to those other boys? Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Take your headphones off, Thomas. Take your headphones off, Joe. Thank you. Hello, Luke and Justin. Hi. Hello, Zach. Hi. <laughs> you guys are uh, climbing a ladder. <laughs> you guys are climbing a ladder. Uh, first on the ladder is Jack Russell, mm-hmm. this man uh, in a beanie, big fluffy beard. And behind him, Keith Vigna, who's looking up and just said, nice view. Uh, <laughs> and then behind him, Don D. Pettymore. The three of you are climbing the ladder just after Keith Vigna came to a realization about where the hatches were in the room you're about to walk up into, and then where the rope bridge is that is uh, seemingly not attached to a door that you could see in this uh, bunker-like room that you were in before this bunkyard, junker bunker, junker junkyard bunker, piston junkyard bunker yard. The man above you kind of looks down between the ladder and his big belly and sees you below and is like, Oh, you new boy, how'd you get here? You, are you talking to me? Yeah, me and the other fella here was old cats. We got here different ways. Well, I How'd guess you get here? I kind of floated in. Floated? Yeah. No, I the... mean what got you before you fell up. What got me? Goo. Goo? Goo. Where, where are you from, boy? Contention. USA. What about you? You sound like you're from across the pond. I'm, I'm from Contention, too, but... Well, not you, this <laughs> other guy. Oh, this guy. You sound like you're from across the pond. No, I'm from I'm from like I thought he was talking about like the actual crick. You sound like you're from across Beans Pond. <laughs> you know, the, the dialect it right, do it's change. It's very distinct yeah. from one side of contention to the other. Honestly, mate, I feel like I've lived so many lives. I'm so old, you know, my memories just feel like someone else's. How old are you? I don't even know. 
I have a lost period of time there. How did you guys get here? What What is here? Where are we? No fucking clue, but we're looking for the door out. Do you know where it is, or...? And at this point in time, you've easily climbed a 10-yard-long ladder, <laughs> mm-hmm. and... Uh, <laughs> So uh, the three of you will go back into this uh, this junkyard of a room where uh, you do hear the crying sounds of Leo Piston as he is just in tortured pain. Jack Russell turns around, helps you finish up the, the, the ladder trek, does the same for Don D. Pettymore. Leo, I feel awful bad. You just going to lay there or? I can't do anything else. It hurts too bad. Are you gonna... Do you think you're gonna make it? Are you gonna be better? Or is this the rest of your life? Eh, Forever, probably. If you find a way out, I guess come get me. Okay, okay. We'll do, we'll do. I'm sure that I will not forget about you. (laughs) Hey, uh, what's what's your name again? Who... Me? The kid. You, yeah. That's Leo Piston. Ligma? No, but you. Me? I'm Keith. Yeah. Keith Vigna. Keith, who the hell is that? That, I just told you, it's Leo Piston. Oh, I thought you said Ligma Piston. <laughs> Ligma Piston. <laughs> <laughs> <Bear>. <laughs> yeah, L- Leo runs uh, the up dog. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the goo is, mate. I got here because I got Don't eaten you by know some what fucking monster is? in a lake. <laughs> he got here because he jumped through. I, I don't even fucking believe him. I took a step in a in a bag. What? A bag? And I got here. What sort of bag? It was a Nike bag. <laughs> <gasps> oh. Things go in. They uh, they usually don't come out. Where'd you get it? I've always had it. You've always had it's I I use the bag. You still have it? Do I still have yeah. it? Yeah. No. Where is it? That's how I got in here. So we're in your bag? Maybe we gotta find another bag. Or a hole in the ceiling where the bag opens up. Yeah, but I got here because I got eaten by a fucking lake monster. Which lake? Lake Comb. At Comb Comfy Campground. Oh, I thought you said comb, like you gotta talk better, man. Now, if you just listen better, you can understand my friend Jack Russell here. That's right. Should we walk across that bridge? Jack Russell uh, starts moving all the junk that's in the way on that wall that's adjacent to where you just walked into this room. He clears this wall. There's no hatch. Leo, did you see where where the where the my friends go? Did you forget their names? Clark and John. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had a total brain fart there. Hey, hey, how do you not know Clark and John went through that hatch? And he points to the other hatch. I look at Jack and Don and kind of point at that hatch. You guys, I'll, after you, I guess. Lead the way, Jack. All right, I guess, well, yeah, we'll all just go in here. I mean, what? you got any other ideas? Oh, no, I guess not. And he slams open the lever of the hatch and opens up the door. What do I see? Clark and John, their backs, as they are standing in an empty room that does not have a ceiling on it, or maybe it does. It's all <gasps> just this. I found the top of the bag. And they are talking to 
Dr. Marie Jacobs and Doug Jacobs, who are laying on the ground. Dr. Marie Jacobs... When was the last time I saw them? Oh, the last time you saw them was on a security camera because they weren't in their cell anymore. And you looked at the security footage and saw them being picked up and slammed into the ground repeatedly. And then they disappeared as if you had never seen them. Yeah, and then that just didn't stick in my mind, apparently. That was just normal goings on. Clark Bishop and John Lee, Kevin Moore the Thirth, uh, you feel the hatch behind you open. And as you turn around, you see that Keith Vigna, Keith Beans, has arrived into this room along with Don D. Pettymore and this man wearing the beanie and the overalls that are made of corduroy. Before you ask anything, we've got the cat fucking all out of control. Or under control. What? The cat fucking is under control. It's not out of control, it's <laughs> under control. Now, what the hell are you boys doing out of your boat? I thought that was the boat that would take us out of here eventually. Oh, we tied it up. All right. All right. As I'm now closer and I'm realizing that my eyes weren't paying tricks on me, Don D is uh, like kind of frozen a little bit, seeing his uh, what appears to be his brother, but with a with kind of a different sounding voice. Also, as you look at him, you know how you've been in here for a while and you've kind of gotten used to seeing that everything's made out of this inky black substance that uh, is also super colorful and is also the sky, but also like objects are kind of that color or texture too. That same substance is pouring out of John Lee, Pettymore the Third's body's eye sockets and nose and mouth and ears. Are you okay, John? Never been better, Keith. You look crazy right now. Do you, do you not see the uh, what's happened? Uh, to touch your your uh, your face. Can you feel it? I mean, no, you can't. You can't feel it. It does look cool, brother. I, I don't want to alarm you, but you you got ooze. Uh, is oozing out brother, out your orifices. Brother, that's right. That's right. I'm the ghost of your brother. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Stupid piece of shit. I'm your brother, asshole. <laughs> what is, yeah, I'm your brother. What's going on? How you doing, bro? Uh, something seems off about him. Can I roll like a human or something? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll persuade against him, Thomas. I rolled a two. Tension building. Sorry, my other D10 fell on the floor. (gasps) Yeah, all right. That's a 22 on a 60 crit success. Hell yeah. All right. Ooh, nice. So this is your brother. It's been a while since you've seen him, huh? So, uh, I mean, God, it's been years, and then it's been however long you've been in here. John, it's the uh, how? How did you get down here? John, like really exaggeratedly, like rolls his eyes to the side at Keith and Clark. I need to talk to you for a second. He's like violently stabbing his eyes to the side. Hold on one minute, big bro, uh, big brother, little brother. <laughs> Big brother. Little That's brother. what we used to call. I think I'm your big brother. You am I your big brother? <laughs> and you used to call me little brother. That's why I said that. Big brother, I'll be <laughs> gone for just a second to talk to these fellows. 
But I do need to confer with my associates for just a second. But I w then we'll catch up. Clark, Keith. Uh, and then he like really, he's really stabbing his eyes to the side. Hey, if you guys need to talk for a second, we will stay in here with the cat lady, and you can go back in through this. Ha and he kind of opens up the hatch uh, that's open. Oh, he opens it more back into the Leo Piston bunker junkyard. All, all right. Uh, <laughs> nobody asked you, British guy. But while y'all are in here, do not fuck that Name's cat. Jack Russell. We'll be right nice back. to meet you. Puts out his hand. Uh, John reluctantly shakes it as he's like trying to walk back, and he's like, "Again, no one asked. We will be right back. This won't take long." <laughs> as Clark walks past Jack, he he shakes his hand to like, like the dog, huh? And then keeps following into the next room. Okay, I guess Justin, take off your headphones because uh, Thomas doesn't <laughs> want <ya>. you here. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Justin, the person knows exactly what this conversation is about. <laughs> he just failed the persuade roll about it, so he can be here. <laughs> but this this huddle is literally just John saying, "All right, now you might not have quite picked up on what was going on in there. Might have been a little too subtle. I never knew you had a brother, John. That's just the thing. I don't. My pappy did, because I'm in the body of my pappy. That's my uncle. Right, right. Ah. So why are you? Do you just not want to frighten him by telling him who you are? Or? I just, we don't know. We don't know who we can trust, Keith. We don't know what That's is true. going on in this world. Is that my uncle? Or is that the goo manifesting some kind of traitor? Could be. Either way, it might behoove us to have some kind of advantage over him, like, you know, a hidden identity. John, what was your relationship with this guy? Is he a, is he a good uncle? Is he, was it a strained relationship? Did you, did you know him very well, or...? Now, by Petty Moore standards, he was a pretty good uncle. Like, about half the time, he'd take you on into the bar instead of you having to sit out in the hard car. That's nice of him. That puts him in the top quarter, for sure, of my uncles. But, at the same time, he's a vicious criminal. Uh, he's a mean son of a bitch. And I don't right, really recall all my past lives, but I believe I owe him money. Is this the one you were telling us about? Yeah, it is. And he always just seemed to take a shining to my daddy, so it I just... Perhaps while I have this physical form, I'm my daddy. That's my only strategy here. I don't have steps ahead to this thing. That It just felt it's an instinctual move. You got support that, or we just... Do we eliminate the last 20 minutes of this podcast and just go in there and tell him who I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I got your back. I, I think playing yeah, our, our yeah, cards yeah. close to the vest at this point is the best idea. And if we, if we got the leg up on him already. Open up your heart, John. Shut up, Leo. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up, Leo. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> You better not tell him who we is. You're not a part of this, so don't try to be part of the cool. Like I you're not part leave. of the clique that's solving the mystery. <laughs> yeah, we know. There's only two rooms. <laughs> cope, Leo. Cope. We got to go talk to important people in that other room. Just fucking try not to make too much noise while you're in here. God damn. I was I was thinking. You guys remember those pictures that the, the camera took of the people and the. It was in basically just complete blackness. Yeah. What if that's that room? Or all, or all around us, right? And it in it kind of the the state of being we we, we yeah. reside in. Or, or yeah, just this place. I wonder if what you know if that's the thing and what it means. But what what does it mean? Where the hell are we? Where the hell are we? 
We're in the goo world, where I'm from. You're from, what? <laughs> Have you not seen my goddamn goo eyes? I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> Catch up, Clark. I'm Keith. I mean... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Mustard, Clark. The mundane, desig- the mundane designations of the old world kind of cease to cease to interest me as I spend more time guys, in my home. I don't know if this is the same experience for all of you, but for me right now, there's a lot of things that seem impossible and yet are every day. They, they seem normal and not normal all the time at the same time. And when, when John just said that he's from here, that didn't ring any bells for me. That didn't ping any any uh, alarms for me. Oh, uh, that's the end of the last episode. You should go listen to no, that. No, I'm saying it didn't It didn't scare me. That you, you said that and it sounded normal. It sounded correct. Yeah, yeah. The same sees, bro. Let's go lie to my uncle. What were you guys talking to Dr. Marie Jacobs about? Oh, like very little before you burst in. You'll honestly get as much a chance to talk to her as we would. Basically, we just established... Well, we accused her of cat fuckery. I don't know if you noticed, but Doug's in there also. But that's Salem and Doug's body, remember? So, it, and they were they were cuddling in a... In Has a she been really fucking uh, Exactly, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Because she's all like, oh, isn't it just normal for a person to just be like hanging out with their cat and then other stuff, and you're like, well, what does other stuff mean? And she's like, how dare you say what other stuff means, you know? And it's like, she's fucking her cat. I think that's illegal. I think we go- <laughs> That's what I'm saying! <laughs> we might have to do something about that. God damn you're- absolutely right keith but we i think we need to get some information out of that cat yeah and <laughs> i agree that can that can wait until after so she's another one we're just gonna have to lie to and kind of be like hey we are cool with you and we're not about to arrest you for fucking your cat man also there's just a question of jurisdiction it doesn't seem quite practical here but we will get to the bottom of all of this john clark you notice that a lot of the junk on the wall that is adjacent to the two walls uh basically four walls in this uh piston bunker junkyard and two of the walls that are parallel with each other have hatches on them but then one of the walls uh, has been cleared of junk. Uh, so you can clearly see that junk has been moved. So you can see three walls now, two with hatches, one without. Leo, you been picking up in here? You been you been cleaning up? Man, no, that beast guy came in here, knocked it down, and said, why isn't there a fucking hatch here? If you want to go on to Rope Bridge, or whatever Keith was talking about. Yeah, Jack Russell cleared it out. Why did they clear out the wall without the door? We'll see if there was a door behind it. I would assume. Why would they do that, though, Keith? Uh, or we, uh, uh, I was under the impression that we cleared the junk to see if there was a door. (laughs) Ah, we'll never find out now. Oh, no. We'll have to uh, listen to the episode. At the end of the day, it seems like, uh, that these two guys, your uncle and whoever the Jack Russell is, they've got... They got more of a situational awareness, so maybe let's talk to Jack and Don. Don said he got in, got here from a bag. He has a Nike bag. <gasps> he got in it, and that's how he got here. Clark gasps. Did it, did the bag follow him? Did it, it, oh, he got in the bag, and now he's here. Yeah, he's we're he's in the bag, which means we're in the bag. Which in that room in there, 
there didn't seem to be a ceiling on that room and so i was thinking maybe that is the how we gotta climb up out of the bag or something Oh, you think we're we're in the bag? We could technically also be in a giant Why lake creature. Why would the creature. roof of the bag be described as having endless stars? Because it might be nighttime, and the bag is pointed up at the sky. But you can't see that through the bag, bud. Well, the bag's probably open. To 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 recap, though, that bag is the thing that we were throwing, or we were told to throw balls into. That they right. said they didn't know where those right. where those went. So now we know that guess that they come here, or at least that's what happens when a person yeah. goes in the bag. Who said just something? Perhaps an episode ago about a ball falling from the sky into this very ocean. Was that Marie? That was me. That oh, hey bud. Hey, you want to talk to me again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many balls? How many balls you seen fall from the sky? I reckon one so far. That was probably the ball we dropped in here. Though. Yeah. We've only dropped one ball in here, right? Two now, I guess. And John looks kind of proud. He slicks his hair back. Uh. <laughs> I'm embracing my identity, Keith. Sorry, my headphones just like stopped working, but now they're back. So I didn't hear anything you said. Well, just be happy for me. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Also, Jack Russell said he got swallowed up by a lake creature, so we could also be in a lake creature too. And I mean, we didn't we didn't go in a bag either. We got sucked up by a wave of ooze. So it's like all these different right, vectors right. point us in the same direction. That ball came down here like a metal spider and jumped inside Julie Maxwell. She went out the Marie Jacobs door, which we've been out twice now and wrapped back around once. And she went in. She went between here and there. Yeah, but then she left again out the other one. Oh, she went out. She went out the. She went out the ocean door. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah, she went mm. out both of them a bunch of times. Does she ever talk to you? When did she finally she's leave? Com- she's coming and going. Hmm. When's the last time she left? Um, uh, two minutes ago. Oh no. Two minutes. Like days, weeks. Forever? It was forever ago. See, guys, this is what I'm talking about. This, this, this place is is all is all backwards and forwards, and yeah, makes it real easy to understand where people are. They could be anywhere. Well, I suppose that's true. You know, I'm always right here, though. I'm right here. We're actually we're from a time where you weren't right here. How do you feel about that? That blow your little gourd? You know, I probably should. Uh, that was mean. That was mean. I, I tried to feel superior to you because I'm not lying here mortally wounded on my back just rolling around for eternity. <laughs> oh. oh. Ouch. <laughs> when you put it like that, will you please come find me if you find your way out? Please bring me back. Yeah, I mean, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's the goal. Yeah, remember, I promise not to forget you, Leo. And I, I am glad... You know, you don't got to keep reminding us. We'll find you. Well, if you promise to not forget me, then I'll remind you that you said something about a bridge being on the other side of this wall, but there ain't no hatch out. Right. That's why we were looking for the the hatch for the bridge. There's a bridge on the other side of this wall. That, is that a fact? Yeah, do how do you know, know that? that? Yeah, there's a bridge and it goes to uh, you know, like a... Terabithia? No. It goes to a... Uh, That's a YA novel. I don't know how to describe the, the thing. It's... Uh, if you were to Google... Terabithia. Red sand forts, it would remind you of that. No, I believe that's where we are. <laughs> but 
wasn't the bridge going to one of those in the ocean? Okay, yeah, so it goes to... There's a bridge to another one of the things of which we are currently inside. Is that the accepted theory? Yes. Did Don and Jack see it from their boat? Is that how they knew it was there? I saw it when I was down uh, the ladder. I saw it. You saw a bridge extended from this feller over to another feller. Maybe we should try to break break through the wall. Clark just wants to touch that wall. He just wants to walk up to it kind of slowly, both arms outstretched, and just kind of feel it. Is there anything there? Oh, yeah. I, I, it feels like a little oozy, like goo, because it's dark and, and colorful, and uh, and your hand just kind of like presses into it. Oh, and it's a little wet and cold, uh, but then it's not at all. It's just normal wall. I don't break through the other side of it, though, or anything. It's just It's just a solid wall suddenly again. At the same time as it being goo. <laughs> of course. John has a hunch and he wants to touch the wall in the exact same spot where Clark did. What do you want to do about it? Does my hand behave the same way? What do you want to happen? I want to see if I can just poke right on through. Roll a natural. Pass. 29 on a 60 whatever. Describe. <laughs> you can see badass like black ooze coming from John's fingernails and dripping down his hand and as he touches the wall the ooze from his fingernails kind of reaches out in little tendrils and the wall reaches out in little tendrils back and they merge and then his hand just passes through yep and he's like oh I got us and John just kind of like whips open an, an opening because it's it's just him it's the same thing What the absolute fuck is that? As the other hatch opens, Jack Russell and Don D. Pettymore walk into this room as John Lee moves his hands into this wall and makes an opening. And you can see out there is a, looks like a rope bridge, but it's made out of the same texture that makes up the wall and the sky and everything around you. And it's a rope bridge that leads to a second bunker stilted above about 10 yards this shimmering silver sea do you guys think we should go across i start walking across it wait keith keith careful that uh we we don't know where uh uh, leo told us that julie's ball now and it sounds like maybe a mean ball i don't know if it's a good ball like john here or if it's a mean ball like we've like a spine ripping ball she could she could be what do you mean you ball I, I I didn't mean anything by it. Uh, you know you know how I feel about you and what we're doing now. I just mean there's there's you type of balls and there's Julie Maxwell type of balls. It seems like there's maybe a helpful ball and a and not not helpful balls. Mean mean rip, spine ripping balls. <laughs> Isn't John a spine ripping ball? Yeah, I don't know what you. How do you know Julie's a spine ripping ball? You don't know a goddamn thing about that ball. You're just assuming that ball is going to rip your spine out. I am assuming that because because it did that to Julie. That's what Leo said. Leo said it came down and ripped her spine out. Well, my ball did that to my daddy. So do you have a problem with that? I mean, I kind of... I didn't really realize that you were a spine ripping. Yeah, we never talked about that, but that's crazy. (laughs) 
Dondi Pettymore is now hearing this entity inside of his brother talk about oh, ripping yeah. out the spine of his brother. And for like the second or third or millionth time yeah. this campaign, like Thomas time has forgotten that. who's in the room. John? Shut the fuck up, Uncle Don. Yeah, I'm, I'm John. I'm Paul. I just made this opening in the ooze. Walk through it if you want to live. Wait, you're... Any questions? I didn't think so. Get across the <laughs> fucking bridge, Uncle. Don D. Pettymore has like a wild look in his eyes as he approaches what he thought was his brother. John? John? Little John? Not the rapper. Don't make a joke about the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no, I said little John. Oh you no. Summoned little John. <laughs> you said little John three times. <laughs> but he grasps you and tries to like like look look into your soul. Is that you, boy? Yeah, it's me. How the hell did you get in my brother? I kind of want to know that now too, I guess. Well, so what happened is but well, y'all know I'm ball. You know I'm ball. Yeah. You all know this. What the hell is ball? It. We've talked about me. Well, I ripped out of my John the Fourth spine, and I landed in my daddy's spine. But at the time, he was kind of a semi-brainwashed, you know, super soldier, half-robot for an evil crime lord in the city. You know, more or less, uh, I, my ball took over his body. That is your brother's body. I'm your nephew. <laughs> You know, you gotta laugh. And well, I'm technically his dad. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I guess it I guess it's just the terminology that I was hung up on. Like just then you just said things like landed in and, and became and it, but it, you ripped out the spine of a person and put yourself into their place. That's just a little more violent than I'd ever been picturing before. But I, I guess you haven't done it to me, so uh. John Lee Kevin Moore like is just looking dead at Clark and he thinks at first that he's looking in the, like the eye but then he realizes he's looking right at his neck <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh it's like nah no nah, I never have done that to you Clark and I never will you got you got a skinny little neck and he he kind of like touches his tongue as he sees uh, the thick neck of Keith Vigna <laughs> <laughs> Keith Vigna like tries to kind of sink his neck, <laughs> like make a it turtle. shorter, <laughs> like a little turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Vigna, are you turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Turtle, turtle. What's the Turtle Club? Is that a weird looking <laughs> penis thing? <laughs> Is that about wieners? Yeah, that a wiener thing. That's about dick. That's about yeah. That's about beans. That's about your dinger. I'll show you a dinger. Did I say a little dingling? <laughs> Uh, let's go across this bridge. That's what I've been saying, but y'all wanted to know about spines. I, I think I think my point still stands. We don't know the motives of this Julie ball. Just keep an eye out. Just keep keep a head on a swivel. Yeah, obviously we're looking out for bad guys, but like when y'all are saying <laughs> ball, uh, what 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 kind of point is that, Clark? That we don't. Oh, let's stay in these two two rooms forever with the weird lady who fucks her cat man because like maybe. 
Something's out there that might wish us ill, unlike the last five days of our lives. Come on, man. To be honest, I am, I'm just wondering why we're not taking the boat and trying to get farther away from this area that we know that Julie's in. Oh, you mean that boat into the endless ocean until the instead of like the bridge to the only other structure we can see? Don and Jack, you guys came from somewhere. You had to have. You got a boat. Let's just go back there. It's been a long time since we've seen a structure, right? I've been looking for the door out of here, right? Don here came for another reason. He's not trying to get out. Why'd you come? Don, you're, you're not trying to leave this place? I came purposefully to this place to, uh, to find something. Find what? What, your goddamn sense of decency so you could go back and spend more money on a race car buckle? <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> that is such a burn. <laughs> that was a long time ago, boy. Well, I'm honestly like, like, what does this fucking, you know, criminal piece of shit, what purpose does he have in a mystical world of goo? Like, what quest do you seek? You, I thought you to be, frankly, a very shallow piece of shit individual, so I, I just wonder what greater purpose you might be out here for. John, you... Again, you were in my top four uncles, but, like, you know how low that bar You know was. I raised you. I did the best I could. Sometimes I had big things I had to do. I had important jobs to do in contention for very powerful people. And I'm here to undo some of the harm that I've done. Okay. Why don't you expand on that? How the fuck is anything you're doing here in this goo world turning things right? John, I had, I used that bag. Yeah, we know about the bag. Where'd you get the bag? Let's just, where'd you get the bag? He said he's always had it. That's always been my mission. We knew that bag is Agent Victor's bag. You, you couldn't have always had it. We had it, in fact, for a little bit. I am Agent Victor. What? Does that, do you know, do you know McKinley and, and Kennedy and the other one? Much more important, do you know Kevin? You know, K-Cell. I can't say I do. Primarily worked alone, getting rid of items. That's what the bag is for. It's to get rid of things and make sure they don't ever come back to where we are, where we were. Well, it seems like there's, you know, there's a few more portals between our world and the goo than just this fucking bag. I I started figuring that out because I've been talking to Jack Russell for... I don't know. God, I don't fucking know how long. So long, mate. Is this your first time that going into the back? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen. Why'd you go into the back, John? I did some bad things. I'm not proud of. One of the first things that uh, really started bugging me about all this this business is I I put a person in the bag. It was only objects for a long time, but who did you put in? Their name was 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 Thomas, Thomas Lewis, I believe. They were an activist, and they started coming down with some disease. The organization I work for told me they'd seen this before, and they needed to get rid of it right sure, then and just, there. Just following orders. Uncle, in my experience, people named Thomas are decent and good, and you should have given them more of a shot. But that's neither here nor there. So... <laughs> You think we're all in the bag right now? I don't know, but if you want to know why I'm here... Yeah, let him keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there's more to the story you'd want to hear about. 
<laughs> yeah, let him keep talking. <laughs> Jack Russell's like rubbing my shoulder. <laughs> Go on, tell him more about Thomas. Who was he? What was he like? What did he do? <laughs> All right, that, and now I'm talking like this. <laughs> All right, that, Thomas that, Lewis no, 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 was... Nobody asked you about fucking Thomas. We just said treat Thomas as nicer. I asked you... Did you jump in the bag and do you think we're in here? And then Jack was like, Yeah, tell him more about Thomas. Uh, uh, that's not what I asked. So can we just. I think it's maybe the third time that he would have to establish that he got into the bag and that's why he's yeah. here. <laughs> I didn't ask him to reestablish that. I just. This is the bag. Uh, whatever you want to yeah reestablish I know it. it's confusing it's confusing to all of us mate it's confusing <laughs> to everyone we don't fucking you get talk it you talk like you're from London look at that sky is it a blue dress or a silver dress is it black or is it colourful I don't fucking know is it Yanny or Laurel that, god damn I hate you I hate you I just absolutely <laughs> hate you because you've got me John why are you why are you talking it's like it's some strange effect of this world hold on <laughs> Cornflakes. All right, go fuck yourself. <laughs> now I've lost track of where we are, but I want that British fellow to stop talking. So, John, here's here's the thing, John. You asked him why he got in the bag, and he said, "Well, to explain that, I'll have to go back farther and started telling us about Thomas Lewis." So let's just let him catch up to why he got into the bag by telling the story of Thomas Lewis. Thank you. All right, all right, gah. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> now, oh, John, you got more. You just want to get your last little Uncle bit Dawn. in there. <laughs> he just can't resist saying, "Yeah, oh, all right, yeah." <laughs> you see, people can sound like all kinds of shit, and they can make you feel shitty too. So why don't you just? I just said I don't want to hear another goddamn word out of that British feller. And Jack Russell, if that is your fucking name, I'd like you to respect that for a second. I'm talking to my uncle now. Don, <laughs> please continue. So, this Thomas Lewis was a an activist against the uh, this uh, William Beans fella, some kind of tech genius or s- some billionaire. I don't know what some kind of Martin Cupertino. That was my daddy. Your daddy was Martin Cupertino. No Beans. <laughs> You're throwing confusion bombs into this conversation like a terrorist. (laughs) You don't even know who Martin Cupertino is. First of all. Oh, you do know who Martin Cupertino is. He's a very famous man. Very famous man. (laughs) It was a very astute character moment. And then you don't even know who Steve Jobs is. Does he exist in this world? I'm pretty sure his his name is Martin Martin Cupertino. Cupertino. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. This Thomas Lewis, they were an activist. They were young. It was the first time I'd been ordered to put a person into the bag. The bag is supposed to be for items, not for people. I put them in here. Who knows what happened? They may have drowned in that metal sea. I don't know, but that that ain't even where it all ends. The madness virus, it seemed to be stopped at that point, but it was I was never quite the same. One of the items I ended up having to put in later... You're not going to believe it. It's a, it just looks like a rotary phone. Like a ro. have you, have y'all seen a rotary phone around here? No, we're Gen Z. <laughs> You're Gen we're Z? Gen Z. <laughs> we're Gen Z. We don't know what that is. 
that phone might be able to, to heal everything. They told me to get rid of this phone. Why'd they want to get rid of it? Because no one should have access to any of these magical doodads and items and whatnot. But after I put that phone in the bag, I knew... I made the world a worse place by putting that phone in there. And I and I thought to myself, could I help Thomas if I, if I had that phone? Maybe I could have prevented all this. And maybe I could heal the world. Maybe I can... Maybe I can use it to heal us right now, even get us out of here. I don't know. But I know I need to find it. What's the phone number for it? <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried calling it? Yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty simple. I don't think that's how it works, but... Let's, let's give it a shot. Do you know the number? Have you even tried? Yeah, I, I do. Why don't we just give it a call? See who answers. Do, do phones work here? There's only one in the room. Keith, you, you got, uh, you still got, you still got yours on you? Well, it's actually right here, and I pull it out. Beep, 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 boop, beep, bop, boop, boop. <laughs> That's me plugging in the numbers. Why are you making that noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keith, Keith, that's, that's really are you okay. You just need to dial the numbers. Please don't. Please don't say boop. Hey, Siri. <laughs> beep, beep, boop, boop. I guess I take the phone from him and I dial the number. And I'm making beep, boop sounds as he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Uncle Don. He just does that every time. You got weird new friends. <sighs> They're not friends. They're coworkers. We're friends. <laughs> Across the rope bridge outside of this John made hole. <laughs> in the wall of this Leo Piston junkyard bunker, seemingly coming from inside the stilted bunker across the way. You hear a, a woman's voice going, bring, bring. <laughs> <laughs> the, the standard sound of all phones I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Clearly the sound of this rotary phone. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing out of the ordinary with that. Hell yes. The phone's over there. It's clear as day. <laughs> I picture you putting tons of echo effect on Taylor's bring bring off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring. Bring bring. <laughs> but also somehow muffled. Like metallic reverberations. It's inside oh. of that other. I honestly wanted, I thought you wanted us to picture like a woman. <laughs> pretending to ring like a phone from like over there and we were just fooled by it pretending to be phones pretending to be phones god damn it <laughs> i think don would, go to uh, the wait can i ringing. get through that hole oh yeah wait who did you answer oh yeah <laughs> yeah what did what did what did luke say i said i'm gonna go towards the ringing whose dexterity is higher mine is 11 Mine is 12. John has pushed an arm back real quick, like holding Clark back, and he's like, why don't we just see what happens with these fellers? Clark is totally fine with that. He wasn't even jumping at the bit to get out that door. No, I'll go. <laughs> and so uh, he's, he's last, so it'll go Keith, then Don, then Jack, and the three of them run out onto the rope bridge. Uh, I assume that John and Clark are peeking their head out of this John-made hole. Yeah. And you all see, not the bay boat that Don and Jack arrived on, but a new boat, also made of this inky, colorful darkness. And this boat 
has been written on with this shimmering sea. Numbers cover the entire hole of the boat. And it says one, five, two, two, five, one, eight, one, nine, five, five, one, eight, which you know to mean overseer. God damn it, Clark. It's one of your things. (laughs) There are some things that are happening currently. Do you guys know what the figurehead of a boat is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Is it like the naked lady? It is, but in this case, it's a young man with curly black hair, and you all see Dawn's face shine with recognition because even without his glasses, Dawn recognizes Thomas Lewis, the activist who is anti-William Beans, still technically alive. His mouth is completely steeled shut with the melting silver shimmering sea. His silver mouth is closed. His bottom half is in the water, continuously melting as he cries in absolutely horrendous pain. (laughs) At the front of the boat, you see twins. And twins! (laughs) They are children. Oh my god. And kids! (laughs) Avery and Alice Little with a bowl cut and pigtails, respectively, each with overalls on, are standing at the front of this boat, and behind them is Julie Maxwell wearing a hospital gown. She has a massive gash running down her forehead in between her eyes. Her nose seems to be missing, and she smiles at you all with no teeth or lips on one full side of her face. That side has an eye, but her other orbital socket is oozing with the dark substance and suddenly the body begins to crumple into the boat as a metallic ball rises above with these silvery shining limbs reaching out one of which holds up the body of Julie Maxwell away from the steel shimmering water below this boat and the other tendril reaches out and rips at the bridge that Don, Keith, and Jack are currently standing on. Oh, no. That ain't good. Well, it's a good thing they showed up right when we started across the bridge instead of when we were well across it, because you fellas just get inside. Let's all just come back inside. We'll be fine. Hey, I'm trying to hide my face from those kids, and Clark, you should too, so they don't recognize <laughs> us. <laughs> 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 Whoo! 